0: information.
4: Allegiant Stadium recently conducted the Raider's Den, a dynamic seven-day summer program designed exclusively for high school students currently enrolled at accredited high schools in Southern Nevada. Created by Allegiant Stadium Community in collaboration with Stadium Community Advisory Board members, this initiative invited aspiring entrepreneurs to present their product or business ideas that they believed will make a positive impact on the stadium. Numia Duncan-Reed is the Vice President of Human Resources and Community Affairs for Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. She has been a professional and community leader for more than 20 years. Her work experience crosses the financial, real estate, nonprofit, professional services, higher education, and sports and entertainment industries. She is the architect of the Raiders Den program, and she is our guest today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Numia Duncan-Reed, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
5: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me.
4: Absolutely. To to you, Absolutely. <laughs> you know something? Um, I've been very much looking forward to this conversation. Um, I, I, I won't spoil it, but I do want to let our listeners know that you and I met recently for the first time, in Las Vegas at this Raiders Den program. And I was invited there by a mutual friend of ours. Uh, and I was able to witness the amazing work that you're doing. And so, um, you know, a lot of times I'm looking forward to talking with guests, but seldom do I get to meet the guests, know what they're about, see the work that they're doing, see how it's impacting the communities, and then be able to bring them up on the show. So when I say I'm excited to talk to you today, I really, really mean it. Now
5: Thank you so much.
4: Of course, of course. Now, um, on this show, we start all of our stories at the beginning. So as our guest, would you do us a kindness and share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, a little bit about your upbringing, and of course, what led you to the career path that you're on today?
5: Of course. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for allowing me to share my story as it relates to Raiders Den. Mm. Um a little bit about me. I've been in HR really. my my expertise is in HR. Okay. Um, I've been in HR for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um I am from Oakland, California. and, you know Oaktown. Widely knows, yep, Oaktown. <laughs> um, but you know, it's widely known as the Bay Area. And um, you know, I started my career in HR about 15 years ago. Okay. Um I started with a small, Wimby or woman-owned company, minority-owned company, and um, you know that career path took me through multiple different industries. I started um, with that company, working with Fortune 100 companies because there were procurement opportunities really reserved for small, local, and diverse businesses. And so through that um, experience, I was able to um, work with Fortune 100 companies and gain some experience uh, in recruiting, in HR, in policy, and people, and uh, my career just took off from there. Um, I went into education um, in an HR capacity, and then... Um, after about a couple of years, I was able to, through a recommendation, I got into sports and entertainment and really found my niche. It was a good alignment with who I was as a person. Um, I worked at, uh, Oakland Oracle arena at the height of that, um, facility. Yeah. The warriors were there. That dynasty was there winning yeah. championships. Oh, yeah. uh, the Raiders were there and Saw the parade. Yeah. a lot of legacy. A yeah. lot of legacy in that building when I transitioned into sports and entertainment and really found my passion, um, for an industry outside of HR. Um, and so I knew that I would, um, by choice, um, it to be a part of that industry for the rest of my professional career.
1: Sure.
5: And so through the networks and, and um, through you just uh, people that I was associated with, Um, Got an opportunity to and through our relationships with the Raiders, I was able to, um, you know, the opportunity to come to Las Vegas to open the first NFL stadium and, you know, for the Raiders uh, was presented to me. And I absolutely jumped at the chance Mm. um, to be the first uh, to lead the HR initiatives for that building. Um, through the facility management side, it was a huge opportunity. I couldn't turn it down. It's the first time that I, you know, would live outside of the Bay Area, but I took that jump. Um, and it has, you know, actually been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my career. And, and by the way, you know, there's a part of my story that, you know, I don't typically get to tell, you know, um, about my career. You know, when people look at me, they see the vice president of Allegiant Stadium and Mm -hmm. community impact. And there's a lot of assumptions about my career trajectory and how I got to be where I am. But I think it's really important for people to know, you know, my real story. Um, You know, I became a teenage mom when I was 15 Mm. and um, it was you know, one of the toughest experiences that I've ever had. Um, And through Raiders Den, because we were building programming for teenagers, um, it was a requirement that I go back and kind of look at, you know, that time in my life. Before, you know, I gotten pregnant, I was just, you know, an amazing kid. Um, I actually was what the elders call a handful. Uh, mm. You know, <laughs> I was mad. Um, because I was bold, because I was curious, mm. um, because every boundary and rule that was set, I either stepped over it, I challenged it, I disregarded it. Mm. I just didn't feel like I needed to abide by it. I, I just wasn't a compliant child. Okay. Um, but, you know even in my youth i was a visionary i wanted to do things you know that were just not normal i wanted to ride a mo- i told my grandmother like i wanted to ride a motorcycle hmm. i wanted to travel the world i wanted to preach i wanted to have 10 kids i wanted to run marathons i wanted to climb mount everest i had really big dreams yeah. and i was really free as a child and i was a tomboy i was competitive nobody could if it was a boy and they thought they were going to challenge me, I, I could do it better. Um, I was really just naturally a bold person.
1: Yeah.
5: And then I got pregnant at 15. And all of that changed. You know, cancel culture is a new term, you know, that we use. But I will tell you that it's alive. It was alive and well in 1992. Okay. And that's when I was, you know, 15 my, immediately, my complete community shunned me. Oh. Friends, their parents, they didn't want them hanging out with me. My teachers, my close family, aunts, uncles, people who were commissioned to care for me, to grow me, to nurture me, immediately, they were, they, at, at one point, they cheered me on. And then when I got pregnant, they immediately shunned me. And the narrative went from Numia can do anything and everything to she has ruined her life. Wow. At the important age of 15. And I remember that experience as I was building Raiders Den, how that narrative and those experiences of people that would see me on the street pregnant when I was young, instead of encouraging me, they would tisk and shake their head. And I took that on as shame, and I became isolated. And to be honest, you know, it destroyed me. My self-confidence, self-awareness, my self-love, even though it was budding, it was immediately paralyzed. And the most tragic piece about this is that my ability to dream And to visualize my future was completely destroyed. I had taken on the voice, that negative voice that I had ruined my life and that I had shamed my family and it became my identity. And at the sweet, important age of 16, I just became a shell of myself. I was a ghost. and. I lived beneath my potential for years because my community told me I was nothing.
4: Is that kind of why um, this Raiders Den project was such a passionate endeavor of yours?
5: It is the deepest reflection of my own personal conviction and story. Because my community, because of my circumstances, told me that I wasn't worthy. Mm. And I lived in that. And, you know, my parents, my mom specifically, always believed in my power. She never wavered. But even her fierce love and commitment couldn't overshadow the perception of my community. And so I suffered simply because I had no vision for myself. And so when I thought about Raiders Den, I realized the parallel. They were, they were there. I lived beneath my potential for years, for 15 years exactly, until I met somebody who gave me an opportunity.
4: I bet it was she, a mentor.
5: <laughs> it was a it was a mentor. Yeah. She uh... gave me a job. She didn't do me a favor. She didn't give me a hand-me-down. It wasn't some benevolent kindness from guilt that she did. She gave me an opportunity Mm. through the ways of a job. And when she hired me, she didn't coddle me. She put me in a pressure cooker and demanded more from me than other people who had access and resources. She worked me to the bone. But she also realized that I was behind the curve. My peers went to college. They had network. They were in sororities, frats. They had been you know, associated with you know, wonderful you know, programs and companies and mentors. And I had none of that. So she, I was on a fast track. She had to fast track me to be able to compete until so she didn't have time to coddle me, she just put pressure on me to perform. And she believed in me. It was the first time that I had moved past the stigma that had been given to me when I was 15. And I realized the power of opportunity, access and resource. She gave me the opportunity, but she didn't give me the opportunity to watch me fail. She then gave me Access. She granted me access to everything. There wasn't a meeting I couldn't attend. There wasn't a person that I couldn't meet. There wasn't a person I couldn't talk to. She gave me full access to teach me, and then she gave me resources. I had questions. There were things I didn't know. Ramsey's, I was raw. I'm surprised she didn't fire me. <laughs> she stuck. I, I was. I was a mess. I, I hadn't. It lived. And these kind of entry level, mid level positions, you know, I just, I just didn't have, you know, that core work ethic.
4: You know what I'm but seeing she, here. I'm seeing me. the the framework for the Raiders Den program. You know, as I mentioned, Absolutely. she was a, a mentor, and the reason I said that, and we'll get to it in in a bit in in our conversation. But, um, you know, I I the long and the short of it is I could see, kind of the framework uh of my experience out there in, in Vegas with um your story. I can see the framework and the, the connective tissue uh, to to use that that term again. So, my
5: personal conviction okay. is deeply embedded in Raider's Den.
4: Yeah, I could I could absolutely tell. So again, walking into the program, we had a mutual friend. Um normally when you meet the person in charge, you you know, there's like just an idea that you have in your mind of who you might be meeting. And then meeting you, it's the best kind of surprise. It's a breath of fresh air. And then you know, okay, now I get the intentionality here. I understand, you know, and it's just at that first glance. And then of course, within 10 seconds of meeting you, just the firecracker that you are, uh, just just an absolutely wonderful experience. And I'm I'm so incredibly pleased that you were the person that was connected to that sensory overload of a building and that powerhouse of a team and to know the efforts that they were doing were, were genuine and, and well-placed um, without even going into as much research as I had done initially. Now I have, of course, but um, it, it felt like it was right on the money. So, so again, kudos to you. So with that in Thank mind, you. let's shift gears a bit here. Let's talk yeah. about the the Raiders Den program. So what inspired this program and why why do you think there was a need for this program?
5: That's a great question. You know, when I initially was extended the opportunity to come to Las Vegas, of course, my expertise was in HR. Mm-hmm. And so I was very comfortable and very familiar with HR in this capacity under stadiums and arenas. Uh, my general manager, his name is Chris Wright. He, you know, brought me in and said, hey, I actually think that you would be really good to, uh, to extend um, your responsibilities to community engagement. Mm. And I said, OK, you know, a, you know, community service had always been deeply embedded into just my, you know, my normal life to serve. And sure. so I felt like this was not far off um, and it was in an alignment into who I was as an individual. And so I took the challenge. And um, when I transitioned to Las Vegas, uh, there is a requirement through the community um uh, benefit plan to engage the community which is legislation um uh you know that required a certain level of engagement with the community sure. um that i had to meet certain requirements um around supplier diversity workforce diversity um career development okay. and also you know uh just community engagement in general so it gave a lot of latitude to engage the community in a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and with that, but I was coming to a community I didn't know. If he had asked me to do that in Oakland, hands down, yeah. I would have been confident, sure, and would have been, you know, really excited about, you know, building, you know, programming around a city that I was very familiar with and that I was raised in.
4: That makes sense.
5: Um, But when, yeah, but when I came to Las Vegas, I didn't know Las Vegas outside of my trips there (laughs) for the last 20 years to live on the strip. (laughs) Um, And so when I got to Vegas and realized that I was responsible for building programming around these pillars of community engagement, um, it was really important for me to partner with community influencers and leaders to really educate me on what was needed in the community exactly. for equity, advancement, and change. And so the first thing we did when we got to Las Vegas, you know, it's 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 it's, it's kind of unprecedented because I got to Las Vegas and we were in the middle of COVID. So, yeah. you know, the whole world was changing. Um, and so it gave me an opportunity to uh, kind of slow down because, you know, the world kind of shut down a little bit. And to really select and identify community leaders uh, through, uh, you know, different avenues to say, hey, who has had a demonstrated, um, you know, you know, commitment to this community? So we, like we did in Oakland, um, when I was at Oracle, we developed and, and kind of and, and opened up and, and comprised a community advisory board. Yes. Leaders that can come and advise us, what do you need? And so through that advisory board, I learned that entrepreneurship and startup and small business, those things were lacking on a larger scale in Las Vegas. Um, and two of my community advisory board members, Jeff Salings and Evan Louie, they were deeply committed to uh, building programming that was focused on entrepreneurship. And so that's kind of how Raiders Den got started Um, as a whole. We focus on youth, disadvantaged youth, and they were educating me on the need for this type of programming. And they simply said, look, we want to put together a programming to give kids access and resources and opportunity around uh, business development and owning their own businesses and and, and operating a space of ingenuity and innovation uh, around anything that they would develop, and um, giving them the tools uh, to be able to move that and advance that forward because it wasn't available in Las Vegas, and that's really how Raiders Den got started. I uh-huh. heard their passion around startup and a VC venture capital um, capitalists, and and it kind of took off from there. Yeah. I said, okay, I understood. Their passion and my job is really to create the opportunity to be able to give access to resources, and so Ragers Den came to be uh, through their passion and, and, and through mine to serve the community. Yeah,
6: sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash B-I-N.
2: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you.
4: We're here today with Numia Duncan-Reed, Vice President of Human Resources and Community Affairs for Allegiant Stadium and the architect of the Raiders Den program. So you mentioned uh, you know, that this, this was, you wanted this to cater to um, the disadvantaged youth. So let's talk about the kids uh, who were in uh, the program. Um, Mm -hmm. Just for our listeners, share a little bit about these kids, your takeaway from the children that participated. I I could offer some thoughts and I think I know what you might say, but for their benefit, let let them know about these kids.
5: Oh, the kids are a breath of fresh air. They're Mm -hmm. bright. Mm -hmm. They're very smart. They're Mm -hmm. driven. They have a lot of ambition. They're curious. They ask a lot of questions. Um, and they have a level of confidence that I don't remember having uh, between the age of 13 and 18. And, um, for this particular program for Raiders Den, um, it was self-initiated. So these kids actually applied. It wasn't a requirement through their school or through a community program. We opened that program up, uh, for students who were interested to apply. And, um, these kids are int- deeply interested and connected to making change mm-hmm. and to you know being their own boss and their own leaders and so I find that to be sh- striking really um you know for high school students, yeah, and they have a level of boldness, boldness um that I find uh, really refreshing. Um, They have really changed, you know, like, they're such change agents um, that they've changed the people around them that are participating in the program. But these kids, I would say, if I could just think about it, they're just bright. They're just really, really bright and are future leaders. You can see it even in the things that they don't know, just their level of curiosity and determination to kind of push through. Mm -hmm. um, They're definitely our future leaders.
4: So I want to say something here. Sure. Um, So as you know, I uh, showed up on day two of the program and I learned a lot about what the program was for on day two when I showed up in service of the program. But I, you know, prior to that, I didn't know as much as I would would come to learn. Um, walking in the doors, not knowing anything else, I would have sworn that these were straight A students, honor students, um, AP students, you know, uh, advanced program students, what whatever, whatever. Um, and then later I found out that no, these were just people from the community Where we created this opportunity for them to come, and they chose on their own, and they spent a they spent yesterday developing some some loose ideas that they had uh, into like linear business presentations for the benefit of potential uh, investors. Um, And so when I got there on that second day, I saw that. So the difference between Day one and day two yeah. you know, had to have been dramatic. Um, but also I think that's a testament to the the structure of the program and where I want to go next, which is the I believe you called all of us, you called us like mentors or something like this, right? Yeah. Okay. I so did. talk about talk about the mentors a bit and uh just just you know, paint a picture of the program, what what was going on with the children.
5: Okay. So Writers Den is an entrepreneurial program that was developed for high school students between ninth and twelfth grade. Yeah. That was really the only requirement. Um, when we were building the program, I wanted to eliminate any, um, any excuse for kids not to participate. Um, I wanted to make this space a safe space for them to learn and for them to express their creativity and for them to be able to freely be able to ask questions around entrepreneurship, building a business and for them to learn mm-hmm. um, how they can move forward in their own, you know, in, 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 in their own aspirations. Okay. So that's really the core of uh, Raider's Um In regards to the, the program, we brought in industry experts. I have, I have cab members or community advisory boards, Jeff and, and Evan, who kind of did a high level or well, they were responsible for the overview of the content, which is really teaching them just five or six core principles around business development, or if you have an idea how to move that forward in a structured business plan. Sure. And so the camp really was to get the kids exposed. To, and to educate them in an expedited, you know, kind of program about just core business functions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we brought in industry experts to teach them on these five core principles. Um, some of them, and if I can remember them all, you know, it's like, um, you know, uh, coming up with your idea, mm-hmm. vetting your idea, mm-hmm. understanding market research, understanding your actual market, competition. Projection for, um, you know, financials or, you know, or revenue. Um, it's just some of these core things that, you know, people who are in business, you know, understand. So we wanted to give that to them. Um, and so what we did is we brought the kids in and we taught them, brought industry experts in and taught them on each of these principles. And with these principles, they were to develop business ideas around, um Stadium operations, because Ramsey's what I what I've come to learn in Las Vegas is when you talk to kids in this age, or, or when you talk to kids in Las Vegas and you say stadium or you say sports and entertainment, the only thing they have a reference for is really like either being an athlete or being a singer or an entertainer. Musician, and there's yeah. so much more in this industry, um, and so we were trying to break you know, that, you know, that type of thought process through this program. And so we presented them with four different stadium operational um, areas and said, hey, uh, bring your ingenuity and your ideas around four areas in the stadium, which was influence. um,
4: Accessibility.
5: Accessibility, which is like wayfinding guest experience. Um, And I think the last one, which was really popular, which was sustainability. Um, So we had these kind of four pillars and the kids got to listen to experts talk about these areas of operation. And then and the and some of the challenges that we needed to solve. And then they came up with their own ideas. And so we brought industry experts to teach the principles. And the backdrop was the operation. They needed to solve an operational challenge. Um, And they've done very, very well. Mentors were then brought in to help support the lecturers because we would teach the kids for 45 minutes and they would do breakout sessions. And then mentors would come and support them for an hour, an hour or two to help them get through what they had been taught and then also to help them continue to develop their idea into a, a real business plan. And mentors have been critical to the success of our program. We had about, I don't know, maybe maybe 20, 25 mentors that would come in every day uh, to help the students with their ideas. It was it it, and it was key to their success.
4: And these these mentors were accomplished individuals in their own right that had real world experience and the capacity to articulate it to the children and help them develop like it was brilliant. And when I saw it in in action, it was it was intense. It was focused. It was. Uh, we'll call it one on one even though the the children were broken into teams and the idea was for all the mentors to try to get a little face time in with all the uh, the, the the students and Absolutely. I, I, it just it was a, a fantastic thing to witness um and th- that that your your network and those those resources those real world resources that must have been I, I that's probably a testament to the the type of work that you do and the and the quality of work that you do to have Resources that are that uh um that good. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest.
5: No, we we uh, through the cab and through our own personal network, we were able to pull to, uh, immediately. When people heard about Raiders Den, they wanted to be involved. Yeah, but... I, I I got no resistance. Um, once I said, "Hey, it's an entrepreneurial program. We're teaching students about building business and starting their own businesses." We got an overwhelming response from mentors to say we want to be a part of it. So when mentors came on site, they were able to pour in their knowledge and their expertise um, to the kids in a real, you know, in, in a substantial way. And uh, I would say that we, our mentors, they, the the experience was diverse and vast, from songwriter to Grammy Award winner. Grammy award-winning songwriters to people who had actually worked in financial institutions such as banks, Um, they were all able to advise our students in their own experience. And it just worked. It was just perfect. It was something that I couldn't, I brought it together, couldn't curate, but it just worked perfectly. Um, And it gave the students a well-rounded experience of advice. On how to move their ideas forward. Sure. And so the mentors, I would say, were a critical piece of this because the lecturers would be before the, you know, they would have about 45 minutes, but it was the mentors who took that information and helped encourage them to believe and to give our students the confidence to move forward in their ideas. Uh, I would say the mentors were the, were, were a real critical piece of Raiders Den.
4: In your own words, what do you hope the program will accomplish?
5: Yep. In any program that we do at Allegiant Stadium, there's three components. That it provides opportunity, access, and resources. For three reasons. For equity, for advancement, and for change. Mm. If you pull back the layers of all of our programming, it has to meet those requirements. That was my own personal experience Um, When I started my career and I was commissioned and challenged um, to make sure that as I was growing in my profession, that I extend that to someone else uh, behind me. This is the core components and the principles that guide all of our programming. So my only my only responsibility is to create opportunity, access and resources.
4: I love it. Um, So how about this? If uh, if folks around the country wanted to implement a similar program, what advice would you give to people that are looking at you now or listening to your conversation with me now and saying, this is amazing. I want to do that, too. Well, any advice you have for those folks?
5: You need to listen to your community. Mm. Um, My charge from my boss was if it's already being done, there's no need to do it. You need to, I, I was charged with lacing our programs with ingenuity and with innovation and to do something different. Yeah. And really, if you have a listening ear, that's rel- it was relatively easy. I brought in community leaders and I asked them, if we're serving youth, I need you to look back on your youth and I want you to tell me. What would you provide today that you didn't have when you were a youth? Right. And it was easy. I think we came up in that brainstorming session with at least 500 ideas. Wow. No topic was off, you know, was, was off limits. Okay. From business planning to sex. And it, it just, we just dumped everything out. And we dwindled it down to what Las Vegas needed based on their experience. And I would say if anyone is trying to do in, you know, programming, it needs to be impactful and it needs to be what your community needs. Your community will tell you what it needs. I'm not interested in doing one-offs. Um, I'm interested in doing programming for long-term impact. And so I would say, if you want to duplicate that long-term impact, definitely needs to be the goal.
4: So that brings me to my next question: What are your future plans for the Raiders Den program?
5: To scale this it. The,
4: the, fir- the first, one was just happened. First so,
5: one. yeah, so go ahead. So the first look, the first one is is it took off in a way that I didn't think it would. Yeah. Um, you know, um, investors were highly interested. Yeah. Um, in our pilot program. Next, our next program. I'm looking to scale it. Right now, we've got about 30 kids. I'd love to double that. I'd love to double the amount of time that we have to give um, to their, you know, education. Uh, The the information is so dense, um, it's it's expedited. But but what I've learned is that kids. Are like they're sponges. Yeah. They will learn. They will take it in. But you know, my next one, I like it's seven days. I like to expand that to 14 days. Okay. Um I like to expand the mentors that, that they have access to. Um, I just like to grow this and double it and 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 set the standard. Not and set the standard for Las Vegas for the League And, you know, for the country, I mean, this is a really beautiful program. Um, We are looking to exceed expectations um, and set a standard really high. So um, I'm I'm looking for this to to grow quite a bit next year.
4: Yeah. Well, listen, um, I've never seen anything like it. It was an (laughs) honor to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, And I was impressed. I believe I will continue to be impressed and I I could see it growing even if you didn't even if you weren't wanting to actively grow it just the amount of like the the community response to it you know the the response of the mentors who I got to hang out with with a good number of them the response of the kids you know just hey we're tell a friend to tell a friend I I I just see it growing on its own you're you're an amazing woman uh, who's doing amazing work. And, uh, you know, I told you when I was there, but I I, want to say it again now that we have a larger audience. I mean, Incredibly proud of you. Um, before we let you go, I, I have to ask you to let us know um, for, for the folks that have listened today that are maybe they want to watch you on your journey or maybe they want to get some advice, anything like that. If you're on social media, if you have a website, if you have some place you can point folks to, let them know your, your social media website, uh, whatever, LinkedIn, anything to where people can kind of create some connective tissue here.
5: You can you can connect directly to me through the allegiancestadium.com website. Mm-hmm. All of our community initiatives and all of our programming is listed is listed there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a email address that's on the website. Uh, we answer every single email that comes to us. We have a lot of interest in the things that we're doing and so that's the easiest way, the most convenient way to say, yeah. hey, we want we want to talk to you. Okay. Um, we're responding. we're available
4: that that's that's perfect okay well i tell you what i know that you're a busy woman you got a world to change and you know we got to get back to cheerleading so i want to thank you very much for your time uh of course for coming onto the show to share the program and of course for the program itself um you are an inspiration and uh i, I just can't thank you enough once again today's guest is numia duncan Reed, vice president of human resources and community affairs for Allegiant Stadium and the architect of the Raiders' Den program. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts that you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast.
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.
0: information
1: are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you set sail on an adventure with Avalon waterways enjoy an elevated cruising experience